Hey folks, it's your boy Chris here with my precast broadcast. So first, wow, we passed 50 followers on Twitter since last time. That's a big milestone for a little side project like this one. I honestly put more work into this than anything I've ever done with my free time, so I appreciate all the support. Support from folks like Athazelia, Critical Hitical, Carries D&D, Nostalgia Library, Gilversoul, Odd Troop, and HMS Beardsley. If you'd like to join them, we're at the Forestcast, where you can find episode previews, behind-the-scenes fun facts like the video Alistair made, which inspired the Ghost Hunter Journal from episode 1 of this arc, weird websites found while looking for reference material, and more. As always, we appreciate your support in whatever way you can give it, whether that's listening, following us on Twitter, reviewing our show, telling a friend, or reaching out on social media. Thanks to all of you. Now on with the show. Last time on Out of the Forest. How did you think this was a good idea exactly? The monster's not going to stay where it can no longer feed on fear. And as you rejoin the party, you can kind of hear echoed in the distance um, DJ Snazzy saying something to the effect of the, the cancel at the concert. We know what it looks like in human form. We could just watch the exit and see if anybody who looks like that leaves. Does that look like an agent's vehicle to you? I think so, yeah. She saw someone a little distance away from the, the stadium in uh, like a darkened park around the corner. I'm, I'm just for running into the park. Let's let's do it then. Baron, you kind of fall behind to, to glance at someone you think you see. That As you fall a little bit behind to look for this, you hear a voice uh, behind you say, Ron? Hello and welcome to Out of the Forest, an actual play podcast about a bunch of doxers of fictional people. We are currently playing Monster of the Week by Michael Sands. I'm Chris and I'm your GM slash keeper and I'm joined by my players. I'm Evan and I play Baron. I'm Dominic and I play Kernunos. I'm Jessica and I play Enif. And I'm Alistair and I play Isaac. And just a warning, uh, we might be a little giggly going in. We found an absolutely ridiculous website before starting this and it's absurd. I'll probably post it on the Twitter before this Look, even comes out. All, all I'm going to say is Bon Jovi, John Bon Jovi. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. The park is filled with anticipation as everyone awaits the fireworks show to begin. Uh, probably in about 10 or so minutes here. Kernunos, Enith, and Isaac, you are all keeping your eyes peeled for someone alone and trying to slink quietly through the park, trying to find that monster that has eluded you. Uh, meanwhile, Baron, you have been, for lack of a better word, ambushed by someone who seems to think you're someone named Ron, and before you could really react to what they were saying, uh, they embraced you and, and brought you into a kiss. Um... As they pull away, they note your shocked face at this um, romantic gesture, and they look even more worried and upset than they already did. What do you do? Uh, <laughs> uh, Barricade asks, like, I'm, I'm really sorry. I, I, 
Do we know each other? I, I think you must have me mistaken for, for someone else. Uh, no, it's... Y y no, y Ron, it's... It, it's me, Con. Uh, what? How? How don't you recognize me? I don't understand how this is possible. The cops said you were dead. Uh, um. Yeah. No. I mean. See. Yeah. Whoever you're thinking of, sounds like they're dead. I'm sorry. I I really have to go right now. Uh. Um. I, Baron's gonna start like kind of walk, trying to walk back to his friends. He's just moonwalking away. <laughs> just. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry for your loss. <laughs> you bitch, smooth criminal. Uh, as you walk away and say that they've definitely uh, got you confused with someone else, they they look devastated. And as you try and like make your way away and turn turn around to try and find where your friends are, you hear them say, "I, I, I would recognize my husband." Oh snap! Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Chris, what was this person's name? What did they say in their most? Uh, Cone. 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 Okay, like K O N. K O N. Yeah, Cone. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, I think Baron, Baron like turns around and sees that they're devastated and kind of walks back. And like, I'm, <laughs> I'm really sorry. I does he moonwalk back? <laughs> Here I am. He does like you know the you know the Michael Jackson like lean that he did. He just kind of leans back. back. <laughs> I'm sorry. What'd you say? I'm sorry. What was that? <laughs> Suddenly has a white hat on. Just holding it. Um, no, I, I think it perches back and it's just like I look. I'm I'm really sorry. I I I don't understand really what's what's going on. But Ron, why um, why are you doing this? This isn't funny. I'm, I'm, I'm not. Where, I, where I'm have not you wrong. been? I, I'm not who you think I am. That's that's all I can say right now. Um, I think at uh, this point, uh, the remainder of the party probably notices Baron's missing, and you guys aren't that far away when this has started. Uh, so you can kind of hear as uh, this person is sort of raising their voice as they get more upset with the situation. What's going on over Did there? Did Baron find a friend? <laughs> it doesn't look like a friendly conversation. I mean, right now we're supposed to be looking for a monster. I don't think that we have time to talk to people we know. Right, but if they cause a scene, that would also be a problem. Do you think we should try to pull them away? Quiet? Like, I don't know. If, should we intervene? Uh, yeah. Enif is gonna is gonna start is gonna walk towards towards Baron and this mystery person. Hmm. <laughs> I am his spouse. Didn't you hear what I did at the, <laughs> the merch stand? <laughs> <laughs> like you stay away from my man. <laughs> yeah, Edith's gonna walk up and uh, it's just gonna be like, uh, "Hey, hey, Baron, is there is there a problem?" What? No, I, Baron. I, I, that's what I've been trying to tell you. I'm not who you think I am. My name is Baron. It's not Ron. No, your your name is Byron. It. What? <laughs> what? I'm, I'm confused. <laughs> Did they just say that their name was Ron? I'm so I thought it was Ron. This. It's a nickname. What? <laughs> okay. Uh, I get you. Look, I, I would love to to stay and and figure this out. Can I, please give you my number? Can we, can we do this another time? There seems like there's something that's really troubling you, and I, I would love to help, but I I cannot right now. All right. Yeah. Go and give me a manipulate someone on that. Uh, so you try and 
convince them that to to leave you alone at the the exchange of I will give you my number. We will talk about this later. So that yes, is sir. thirteen. As the I, I guess I've settled on on calling them your cool cool pheromones. Um, as that sort of starts to good, to good musk. wash over <laughs> your good good musk. Uh, <laughs> as that starts to Jesus. wash over them, um, th- they're distraught. Sort of, it doesn't go away, but it it lessens in intensity a lot, and they go. You, you promise we'll talk about this later? We'll figure it out? Absolutely, I promise. That I, I really, you know, there, there seems like there's definitely something going on here, and if, if I'm not the one you're looking for, I mean, I definitely would at least like to help you kind of figure out this weird mystery. All right. They reach into their pocket, and they, they pull out their phone. A Nakia phone. And, and, and they, they, they punch in a few things. They hand over to you uh, their phone, and on it is an uh, address card on the phone. There's, like, a work number listed below, but it looks like they've recently deleted the cell number, and it is currently blinking on that, and listed at the top of the address card is the name uh, Ron. Okay. Uh, yeah, I type in my number, my actual number. All right. Uh, they... Evan's real life phone number. <laughs> five, five, five. <laughs> Just gotta keep, keep Please, clicking this name generator until it gives you pairing yeah, and then whatever that number is. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, they, they take it and go. Okay, Ron, I'll. We'll talk soon, okay? Okay, you you have a you have a good evening. Thanks. And they they sort of slink off. Uh, there's like a few tears kind of running down their faces. They do, but and they they give you like one last glance before they make their way away, uh, leaving you to do whatever you're doing after that happened. Enif is just kind of like looking between Baron and looking between this person and it's just kind of like after they leave it's just like looks at Baron and be like what the fuck was that? I don't I don't know. I think they think I'm their husband. Oh. <laughs> are, are you their husband? You're talking to the man with amnesia. I don't know. <laughs> then maybe you are. I, I could be. I have to rule it out. I, I gave them my number so hopefully that I can actually figure this out later but we have we have a monster to catch right now so we should get going i I think can't i don't know if how i'm gonna be able to break to jeffrey that you're married (laughs) (laughs) oh god it's gonna be devastating oh no ina finds this entire situation hilarious (laughs) uh point of order chris did do you mention that Cone goes by they? Yeah, Cone, Cone goes by they, them pronouns, which I think okay. for the most part we've kept up with that. Yeah, they're, they are a, a non-binary individual. Okay. Okay, well, in that case, I guess that's something we can follow up with later, but for now, I think we need to go try to track down this monster. Yeah, for sure. Let's uh, get going. Did you, did you guys see anything for the person that we were kind of trying to follow through the park here? Did we? I don't think uh, yeah, so. Yeah, I don't think in the, the, that amount of time you manage to spot anyone it's it's fairly crowded here at the park uh with a lot of people kind of wandering around waiting for the fireworks or sitting on blankets and again it's like a fairly hilly park so like sight lines aren't yeah. the best mm, okay. yeah no we're still looking how do we like are we able to see anything at all can we like read a bad situation and like uh, figure out if there's anything around us or yeah is there... you can go and read a bad situation if you want if you want to like keep an eye is there like anything specific you're doing to aid in that task or are you just kind of like looking around the crowds um well let's see did iris like put it bring any uh, or give us any um details of the thing that that 
she saw or was it just kind of like I think she just said that she saw someone like alone entering the park that looks suspicious. Okay, so a suspicious person. Yeah. Um okay, and so everyone at the park currently is like uh waiting for fireworks basically, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um yeah, so Enif is going to be looking at like all the different like I'm sure there's like groups like waiting for the fireworks or whatever and see if there's any anybody that's like kind of standing off alone or is just kind of acting weird, you know? All right, Anything yeah. like that. Go and give me that read about situation. It's a nine, so you get one question. Um, are there any dangers we haven't noticed? Are there any dangers you haven't noticed? Um, you take a look around, just trying to find anything that might be threatening uh, amongst the crowds. I, uh, I don't think you notice anything that's uh, like actively dangerous as you're looking around. Okay. So like the, 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 there's no monster sneaking up on a poor lone soul or setting a fire to someone's picnic blanket. There's, um, for the most part, all you can see is just people getting ready for the fireworks. Um, I, I think you do notice a, a little ways away. There's like a um, projector screen that seems to be projecting the um, the ball drop at Times Square. Okay. Um, so that's how people are keeping track of when uh, New Year's actually oh, shit, happens. It, is it New Year's? Yes, it's it's been New Year's this whole time. Yes. <laughs> totally forgot. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> okay. That's why they're here for fireworks. Right, yeah, that makes a lot more sense now. It's In been a while. In the middle of January. It's been a while. I say well, that, but it's neither the middle of January nor the middle of December. It's, it's the beginning of January. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say, I was like, how is it New Year's if it's the middle of January? Chris? Middle of winter, <laughs> I think, is what I meant to say. <laughs> um, okay. I mean, do you guys see anybody acting weird i don't see anybody everyone's just kind of i don't know being normal and waiting for fireworks to happen um i mean i can try to ask iris if she wants to go take another look around last time she was a little exhausted still um but maybe then now that it's been a few minutes maybe she'll be a little bit more uh willing last time three minutes ago she was exhausted <laughs> but maybe she's gotten enough rest by now well she'll get over it <laughs> maybe the week in between sessions will make chris be more lenient <laughs> ask iris to do stuff are you just trying to uh, view another place um trying to get yeah like, an eye i of think guy yes and i think essentially isaac is just gonna be like iris i, I know that we just asked you um, to look for for the monster again, but do you think you could fly up and see if you can see anything from here? She she comes out and she she does still look tired, um, but she she's kind of got like this resolute, determined look on her face, um, and goes, I, "I can, I can certainly try, Isaac." Thank you. Uh, give me that uh, use magic roll. Eight. Eight. You need to choose a glitch. My glitch is gonna be. Honestly, I think I'm going to take one harm. That's fair. Uh, you, uh, using your link, kind of send Iris out to, out into the sky to try and get a nice bird's eye view to kind of spot where the monster might be. Uh, and you feel Iris flagging through your connection, and you sort of push your own energy into your link to, to give her the fuel that she needs. And this is just, this just sort of like cold sharp pain deep in your core you feel as as you you give this energy to her and you do take that one harm uh 
but Iris uh, stays up for much longer than she was able to stay up last time, and she's steadily dressed back down and just goes, I, I think I see someone crossing the bridge over there. And she points over to the bridge across the uh, the river uh, to the north of uh, Monsdale City, which is, like, okay. the edge of this park, essentially. Uh, in, like, walking distance, is that maybe, like, five minutes ahead of us, or is it, like, a decent jaunt away? Uh, if you're jogging, it's probably only, like, a three- or four-minute jog to get there. This is a decent-sized park, but, like, it's not gigantic. Yeah. It's not Central Park. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's not several blocks, it's just sort of, like, a decently-sized park to the north of the city. Alright. Uh, we think we see it. It's ways ahead it's over on the bridge we'd have to run a little bit to catch up um well i don't know if we should full-on sprint that might be a little suspicious but we can uh do a hearty hearty fast walk a nice midnight jog jog. (laughs) (laughs) you guys uh jog on over towards the bridge across the river um the the river that splits and leads through uh, the entirety of Munsdale. It's a, it's a decently sized river. It's not gigantic. It's probably a good um, 100 yards across. Like, it's it's biggish, but, like, it's not, you know, full Susquehanna or what have you. Um, and as you get there, Isaac, you are filled with unease. Um. And it just feels like something squirming in, in your gut the closer you, you guys get to that bridge. Mm, gotta get rid of that tapeworm, man. <laughs> Ugh. Um, I, I, think, I think it's over this way. I, I'm not having a good feeling about this, though. There's something that doesn't seem right. Um, can I try to figure out specifically if it's the monster that I'm feeling this in reaction to, or if it's the location? Uh, as you approach, you try and do some introversion, uh, and, and kind of thinking about it, and you, you, you know that unless, um, you're specifically trying to do it, you've never had any real ability to, like, passively connect with the monster. So you're certain that, like, from, uh, from you being essentially quote-unquote, essentially, a normal human being. This probably isn't, like, any sixth sense knowing where the monster is and knowing this is a trap or what have you. Uh, And as you kind of get over a hill so that way you can actually see the river in all of its uh, size, uh, as well as sort of... um, Instead of just being able to hear it like you were mostly able to before with all the hills, um, your stomach drops, and... You are filled with blind panic at the sight of this river. I'm I'm sorry. I don't think I can go any farther. What's wrong? I I don't know. Um, he's probably gonna kind of drop down and like hold his hand. He'll hold his face in his hands. I I I don't, I don't want to go any further. Okay. Um. Hmm. Baron, here, you stay with Isaac, and then Cronunus and I will will go on and see if we see anything. Okay, cool. Let's go. Cronunus and Enith, uh, you weren't far when Isaac lost his nerve uh, from the bridge, and you managed to get across it without any issue. There's a, there's a number of people sort of standing on the bridge, watching the river, just enjoying the 
peaceful night before the fireworks rended apart. Um, and in fact, as you reach the other side of the river, you can actually hear the countdown starting uh, from the park behind you. Uh, and as you look ahead, you see only one person on the, the path leading back to the, the road on the other side of this bridge. Um, and they have their, their hood up and they're kind of slouched forward and they are walking fast, uh, but not like power walking. They're just like moving pretty quickly away from you. They are probably a good, I don't know, 50 yards or so uh, down the, the path from you at this point. Uh, as the, the countdown reaches zero and, and a cheer from both the park behind you and from several of the, the suburban neighborhoods not too far away uh, rings in the, the new year and you hear the whistles of fireworks beginning. I, I think that's, that looks like that's the person that, that Iris was talking about. We should probably hurry. Did, did we have a plan once we caught them? Not really, but why don't we catch them first and we'll figure it out. <laughs> Kernunas, like, nods in agreement. <laughs> Absolutely. Alright, you dash after them. What exactly is... I, I know you said you didn't really have a plan, but what is the immediate... What is your immediate goal? What are you trying to do here? Uh, immediate... Um, I mean, I think Enif's immediate goal is to just catch up to the person so we don't lose them. Okay. Kernunas, I don't know yeah, about Kernunas. Kernunas was gonna, like, chase... Give chase, and then... Tackle them to uh, the ground. <laughs> no, like once once he was close enough to be heard over the fireworks, like call out for the person to stop. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, you both dash after this person. Um, your uh, chase being rendered with a bit of a slideshow effect due to the flashing lights in the night, uh, and you eventually do catch up to this person again. He's not running or jogging or even power walking. He's just walking pretty fast. Uh, and y you do catch up to this person. Kernunas, are you shouting something? You there, stop! Um, you see this person tense up and immediately start walking faster. Excuse me! Uh, th they do not slow down. Alright, looks like speeding up then. <laughs> Alright. <laughs> we yeah, increase our speed. Y y you eventually reach the point where you are directly behind him, and as the, the, uh stomps of your your running footsteps uh, echo just ever so slightly above the, the more quiet between the, the burst of the fireworks. Uh, this person begins running as, as you, you get close enough that they are able to hear your running footsteps. Kernuno sighs and then just starts sprinting. Okay, yeah, you're, you're sprinting after them. Uh, go and give me an act under pressure to try and keep up with this person because they oh. have begun moving very fast. There's That's a three. three. Um... <laughs> Alright, yeah, you uh, begin sprinting after this person, and with a moment of surprise, uh, due to the the sort of... The, 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 the flashing effects of the lights making it kind of hard to see any kind of fluid motion, uh, you are shocked as you are directly behind him, and then suddenly he's facing you, and you see under the hood... The face of the monster in human form slightly twisted by its transformation into its more monstrous form. And they stop and they just grab your, your outstretched arm as you're sprinting forward and use your momentum to essentially judo flip you onto the ground, slamming you into the ground for too hard. Jesus. Uh, Jesus. Yeah, I mean, they're a monster. 
Like, th this isn't, like, just a normal judo flip. They literally, like, there's cracks in the pavement from how they slammed you to it. God damn. This is some anime shit. Uh... And you you look up through, like, the, the, the sort of... Between the flashing lights of the fireworks and also just sort of the, the, the flashing of your vision from this slam, uh, you see the monster give a, a somewhat satisfied smile at the results of their move, and uh, it begins running again. Uh, Enif is going to see that Cornunos gets judo-flipped by this random person, which basically confirms that they are not human and is going to sprint after them as well. Okay, uh, just trying to go fast enough to catch up with them. Yeah. All right, so give me that. Lose them. Give me that act under pressure. Let's let's see if it works better for me. <laughs> yeah. That is an eleven. Yet you catch up to them. What is Enos plan once they catch up with them? I just wanted to get them in one place so that we could like make sure that it doesn't escape. Was my initial plan. But honestly, Enif didn't really think this much through. That much. Um. <laughs> So I think now that I have them in like the sites, okay. So what are what are my surroundings right now? Are people like around? Is there? You're like... sort of like across the river was like an actual full-on park. This is more like the semi-wooded areas around a suburb. Mm -hmm. Like th there are houses that you can see, but you're like you're kind of on a a wooded path, uh, okay. sort of between a couple suburbs. Okay. So I'm in the suburb. Okay, um, I think Enif is going to, um, um, is going to attempt to trap the monster again. Okay. Um. How exactly are you doing that? Uh, you said I'm in, like, a wooded, wooded area, right? Yeah, it's like a small wooded path. It's like, you're not in a forest per se, but, like, there's a decent amount of road trees around. And, like, beyond the trees, you can kind of see some houses of the suburbs around. Um, and then, of course, the fireworks flashing in the sky above you. Okay. Um, I think Enif is going to enchant the, like, trees around them and basically try and encase this monster in basically just a ball of wood. Alright, yeah. Um, you begin casting a spell. I need you to go and give me a use magic at a uh, negative one. As this monster is starting to grow wise to your tricks. Yeah. That is an eight. Choose me a glitch. Um, I'm going to go with... Uh, da, 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 da. uh one harm, because I don't have that much harm. Alright, yeah, uh, you concentrate on the spell, um, trying to bend these trees. Uh, but again, this isn't... I Enif doesn't really bend plant life to their will that's not really in their skill set. At least, haven't seen it during this podcast. No, not really. Uh, this was that, a spur-of-the-moment decision. <laughs> this this might be a inspired by Kernunus style spell, because that's sort of more Kernunus' bag. Um, and the, the force of compelling something living, even something less sentient like a tree is, it ends up being more of a challenge than Enif expects, and you have to put more of your energies into it, which is just extremely draining, and you can feel uh, yourself push yourself too far, and and y y your your hand underneath the, the braces that you're casting the spell and just begins to burn. 
uh, mm. causing you that one harm as as it just pulls too much energy from you. Uh, but the the trees do begin wrapping around uh, this person, uh, and they begin to just sort of stretch and writhe to try and get out of it. And it's clear that much like the metal bars didn't, this probably won't hold it for too too long. Okay. Um, it is it is like. Well, uh, uh, peeling apart the veil a little bit, one of its powers is literally just extreme strength. It's just a very strong thing. Mm. Um, it, it is trying to tear at these uh, branches at, even as they wrap around it, uh, breaking one even as another one tries to, to pin it down. Uh, and I think it's at this point that Kenrus is able to get up and, and close the distance and catch up to you. Okay. I, I think I was, able, I was able to trap it, but I don't know how long I can hold it in here. Kernunos is gonna get out his whip and just start whipping the shit out of it. Okay. Yeah. It is uh, momentarily stopped, and I'm just gonna start wailing on it. Yeah. Go and give me a uh, kick some ass roll then. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. I kick some ass. That's a 13. <laughs> All right. What is your one extra effect? Inflict terrible harm. You you lash out at it with this whip as it, and. It just sort of is unable to avoid the full brunt force of your whip. Uh, and it just lashes out and starts tearing through its skin. It tears it, it tears through its skin slowly as if its skin were made of thick leather rather than just normal flesh. And you hear it growl in anger. Um, and as your whip corner lashes out, you see it also start to tear at some of the branches that are holding it. The monster, it... it did not appreciate that. It's got a number of uh, nice cuts in its its uh, skin uh, as it, it continuously stretches out and just goes, I was going to leave. You could have just left me and I would have left you. We weren't going to let you leave. You've killed people. Like you haven't killed. If he's going to sit there and talk, I'm just going to keep beating the shit out of him. <laughs> Okay, yeah, uh, go ahead and give me a, another kick some ass. It is starting to break apart the, the, the branch prison that it's in, though, so... That's fine. Figure that out. When we figure that out. Okay. That's a 10. That's a 10. Yeah, you get to choose another additional effect. Additional harm. All right, so yeah. So four more. Uh, yeah, you are tearing through it, uh, but this attack does end up tearing through the last of its restraints, and it charges at you and just sort of slams you to the ground uh, for for just that that's just one harm it was sort of a, a desperate attempt as it broke free of the prison um, but it has sort of punched you in the chest which was not great not not mm-hmm. wonderful what will it take to have you leave me alone I don't want to risk anything I just want to leave why are you here who sent you who sent me? Oh, you're as misled as that wolf boy you hang out with. <laughs> he looks between the two of you and just goes, Okay, I see where this is going. If I answer your questions, will you let me leave? Depends on the answers. Not good enough. And he goes to swing at you, Enith. What do you do? Um, I am going to erect an... Ice wall between the two of us. All right, go and give me that kick some astral. That is an eight. All right, yeah, you erect this ice wall, um, and it 
slams its massive, uh, misshapen, uh, arm through it, just shattering through a section of it, and swinging its claws through your shoulder. Those sink into your arm for three harm. Oh god. Yikes. But its arm does get stuck in this ice wall as it does so, as it freezes back around its arm. And I need you to... I am, I am hella unstable. <laughs> I need to roll plus tough for me. As me? You, as you feel, uh, this ichor that's dripping off its claws sinking into your veins. Oh fuck, okay. It's a seven. Alright, uh, you feel this venom sinking into you, and you are just, like, trying your best. You, you, you rem- remember what happened to Kerninos and are trying your best to sort of channel your magic and just generally try and resist this venom. And you feel your body stiffen, but not quite to the extent that Kerninos did. Uh, you have negative two ongoing until the venom is dealt with. Yikes. Okay. The monster kind of tugs at its arm stuck in here. Uh, and looks at you as you've sort of stumbled and are bleeding pretty heavily out of that wound it's it's applied to you, and goes, Now I'll ask again. If I answer your questions, will you let me leave? Enif, like, looks at Krununos for what he thinks that we should do. Krununos kind of looks between the two of them, shakes his head, and then... Uh, approaches the the creature that has trapped him from behind. It, it swings its other arm at you. I mean, I can reach him farther than his arm can be. Alright. You just doing another attack? Yeah. Alright. Uh, give me kick some ass then. Can I get plus one because I'm using the fact that he is trapped in an ice wall? Yeah, sure. That's 12. <laughs> Alright, yeah. So you're just doing uh, terrible harm again? Uh, this time I'm gonna not take harm. That's fair. That's probably or a good plan. take less harm, I suppose. It, He's still it, taking three. Yeah, it, it does sort of swing at you with its other arm, which doesn't reach quite far enough to get a full gouge in, uh, and you, you manage to sort of further use your distance from it to uh, make sure that it doesn't really connect at all. And you, you sort of get some more, more cuts on him, less than you had previously. Uh, and this monster is still looking at, in decent health, and it yanks its arm out of the, um, out of the ice wall, and... It, it just shakes its head and just goes, We'll see how you feel when I've killed another. And it lunges at Enif with its uh, its its fangs. Banished. Cast out evil. Alright. <laughs> but gone. Okay. That's a seven. It's a seven, so it takes a little time to do. Which ain't great for your friend Enif here. Enif, what are you doing? Um, well, I'm like two away from dying. So, and I'm unstable. Um, wait, I, I can banish a spirit, too. Double banish. You are at negative two four, but you can certainly try and help it to make it immediate instead of delayed as the current spell is going. Okay, um, Enif is gonna notice, see that it's not working immediately, and Enif is basically gonna panic because they're, like, very injured and feel poison wrapping through their whole body. And is going to attempt to banish the monster as well. All right, yeah. Uh, use magic at negative two. That's a Yikes. five. Uh, I'm Ooh. gonna I'm I'm gonna use luck. That's I don't probably wanna... a good plan. <laughs> I don't yeah. want to die. <laughs> yeah, that was probably gonna kill you. <laughs> um, yeah, you. Um, uh, Kernos, you seeing this attack and realizing that there's nothing else you can do to stop this monster from killing your friend. Uh, immediately begin to try and channel the spell that removed him from the location last time. Uh, but it just does not hit him as hard as it did the first time you did it. And you you are 
shocked as this monster, it's beginning to glow white and fade away, but it's still lunging for Enif. And Enif, in your panic, you, you hold up your bracer and try and feed your energy into this, uh, well, it's not technically a spell, this, this ability that Kurnus has, has attempted to, to apply to this monster. And you just feel it not working, and you feel yourself just begging anything to work as the teeth are inches away from your neck, and your bracer flashes with the same light as Kernunus's as the monster just vanishes. Um, you, the last thing you feel is its hot breath on your neck. Baron and Isaac, uh, well, Baron mostly, since Isaac's head is in his hands, uh, you watch as your friends make their way across the bridge and head into the wooded suburbs on the other side. Um, they, they, they make their way away and they're quickly out of sight. Um, what do you do? Um, I think Baron kind of like, I guess sits down next to Isaac. Um, it's like, it's like, Isaac, what, what's going on right now, man? I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Something is really wrong and I can't figure out what it is. It's something about this area, the river, the bridge. I can't look at it. As you say that, uh, the, the countdown for New Year begins. It's the final countdown. <laughs> that's, that's exactly what happens every time it's New Year's. Everyone just thinks I'm the final just countdown. Imagining, I'm just, all I'm imagining is like, but, is poor Isaac on a, in a fetal <laughs> position on the ground, panicking, and Baron's just like under his bed, like, it's the ten, final Here <laughs> <laughs> <There> it comes. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Isaac, um, hold that. Anyone watch these fireworks? <laughs> They're going to deal with their own shit. For, give, me, give me like five minutes. He's like trying to calm him down with music. <laughs> Here's a song that my mother always used to sing to me when I was afraid, <laughs> lost, and alone. It's the final countdown. <laughs> I was gonna ask really you if he does, your if does the guitar. Oh my god! Oh, no. Thanks, Aaron. Oh that god. really helped. <laughs> I feel so much better now. Oof, glad that's over. Alright. Uh, no, I think, in fact, that is... <laughs> That's not <laughs> I'm helpful. I'm still very, very panicky. Um, and, in fact, I th- I think, kind of recognizing that it's the river that's causing this, he's going to turn around, so he's sitting, facing away from it. Uh, yeah, as you turn around, the, the panic calms. You still feel that kind of pit in the bottom of your stomach as you can still hear the river flowing. Uh, it's it's uh, decently high today. From, from a number of thunderstorms that have happened recently. But yeah, it, it definitely makes it less blind panic. Uh, and you feel a little bit more yourself as you, you turn your eyes away from it. Okay. Um, okay, I think, I, I think I'm going to be fine. I'm sorry. That's okay. Maybe we should uh, just, you know, try and find a way around the bridge and maybe catch up with Kernunas. Uh, and hopefully that'll, you know, just getting away from here will, will help you out too. I've got, I, I've got bad news for you, Evan. <laughs> the thing about rivers is that they don't. <laughs> you can't really. I mean, maybe there's another bridge down the line. <laughs> oh, we don't know at the moment if it's the river or the bridge. Yeah, um, that's fair. Okay. And we, you know, presumably you could go across on maybe a car or something, as I'm sure Isaac has done in his past. But 
Uh, well, uh, okay, we'll see. Well, how how big? Oh, sorry, is this is this like a really big river? I, I guess I'm underestimating how yeah, big. Yeah, it, it I, I was describing it, it's about a hundred yards wide, so oh, it's like a okay. football field length. Um, it's pretty big. It's it's a pretty big river. Again, like it's okay. the like a major river through Munsdale. That's probably even larger at that at, once you get to the branch that leads to uh, the lake down uh, in the south west but uh yeah a- a- as you guys are having this conversation the fireworks do begin launching i think maybe i just need a couple of minutes um you can go on ahead if you want to i can try to catch up or i'll, I'll meet you guys around some other way okay are you sure if, if not i mean i can can hang out here um uh i, th- I think i'll be okay okay well uh i guess give us a call if, if- Things kind of get worse. Um, let me go see if I can catch up to them, them real quick. And... Yeah. Um. If yeah, if you catch up to them. Um. I think because we're all well, maybe you'll you'll catch up with them. I won't be there, but maybe it's a good idea just to follow the monster for now and see where it goes. Um. And not try to interact with it yet. No, that would have been a good idea, wouldn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh man. The brains of the operation is left behind here. Listen, like, Isaac. when <laughs> well. when Enif and Cronus are by themselves, they become a very chaotic duo. <laughs> <laughs> Time yeah, to we, fight. Everything's off the table. You never know what's going to happen. This party has three brain cells. Isaac has two of them, and the other three have to share the last one. <laughs> <laughs> That's basically uh. it, yeah. <laughs> Alright, well, yeah, I guess, uh... Baron will kind of see that at least Isaac is, is getting relatively like calmer and um and just start heading across the bridge to try and catch up with uh, Kurnus and Enif and their fun shenanigans. Right, yeah, uh, Baron, Super you begin fun. to head across the bridge, leaving Isaac alone in the park as the fireworks continue to go off. Are you just sort of sitting there trying to keep gaining back as much calm as you can, Isaac, or what is your game plan back here? I think so. Um, I think I'm facing away from the river. I'm trying to focus on other things. I'll watch people in the park, or I'll try to distract myself. And then I think that when the fireworks start, um, not being able to hear the river uh, helps a little bit, too. Yeah, that's for sure. Uh, As the the fireworks have been going for a little while now, they're starting to steadily pick up more and more, which is more and more obscuring the sound of the river and it's also sort of you know the, the flashes make it a little more abstract where you are as as the everything's cut in uh, stark con- contrast which leaves uh the time between fireworks fairly pitch black which enables you to kind of sink away from the place you are for a bit that is until just over the sound of one of the fireworks you hear a voice say there's one of them mm. Um, Uh-oh. Look around, try to figure out where that came from, and who that's, who said that. You look up, and a little ways away, uh, and enough, uh, close enough that it would be reasonable that someone might be able to recognize you, but far enough that, like, you have some time to react, uh, there is a fairly uh, bulky-looking man in a suit and sunglasses looking directly in your direction, and a little distance away... Uh, you see the the woman from the the van that Enif had pointed out uh, back at the stadium, uh, running in his direction, uh, as he points directly at you. Oh no, they did chase us. <laughs> um, I've never really interacted directly with 
the agency as much as the other part of the group has. However, despite based on like what we found in Polymer Labs, what we have kind of just sort of feel and think about them in general, um, I don't think I want to be caught by them. Um, That's so I, yeah, I think um, he's going to take a breath and try to um, stand up and turn around and face the bridge. All right. Uh, and try to cross. Okay, you you feel that panic return as as you look back in the direction of the river. It's again not as bad because you you can't hear the river, and the the, the auditory uh, portion was definitely a portion of the panic. And again, the, the fireworks make it kind of hard to perceive the world and anything other than the abstract, just because of it's a lot of flashes and there's not a lot of lights in this area. So between flashes, it's just almost pitch black. Uh, uh, so, but I do need you to roll me an act under pressure to, to go to, for that bridge. But Chris, yeah. how can magics be real if our eyes aren't real? Go and give me that act under pressure. Uh, <laughs> I will do that. Yeah, that's uh, a ten. You take a deep breath and sort of scrunch yourself up and just sort of concentrate hard and sort of weigh your options between whatever this blind panic is and the very real possible threat of the agency, and you sprint across this uh, this bridge. There are points at which you're not sure if you're screaming or not, but you make it across this bridge. <laughs> I'm just imagining somebody, like like an onlooker, just watching someone just like cross this bridge with like an entire, just the entire length of the bridge just screaming on the top of their heads. <laughs> and, then the second, and then the second they get to the other side, they immediately stop. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, I think it continues. <laughs> um, in fact, I I think as long as Isaac uh, has the breath and the energy to do so, I think he's going to keep running until he like runs into Baron. Yeah, I think with that uh, that 10, you, uh, I'm actually, I, I fell, and I'm trying to continue talking. You guys can hear me fine, because I'm on my regular headphones on my head, <laughs> but I can see the audio on Discord is very quiet. Hold on, you, you, you fell. <laughs> yeah, don't, don't worry about it. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> you okay? Yeah, I. It, it's stupid. It's fine. <laughs> okay. All right. Okay. Um. Yeah. I think with that high of a roll, uh, as you kind of make it to the other side, you see that like the agency had managed to make it to where you were, but seemed to have lost you in the confusion of the fireworks show. Uh, and you begin to make your way to try and catch up with Baron. Even if you are bleeding heavily on the ground. Mm, I am an um, incredible amount of pain. And y- y- your, your body is just not moving as well as you'd like it to as, as you, you try and sort of like hold, like apply pressure to staunch the bleeding as much as you can. Oh, which sucks a lot. That hurts very much. But it's, you know, you're a medical professional, even if you are a magical, med- magical medical professional. Mm-hmm. So you probably know a thing or two about what to do about wounds. Uh, and I, I do think you feel you have shock starting to set in a little bit. Kiernunas like kind of slides in and says, uh, "Enif, don't don't move, hold tight," and then kind of gives like a cheeky smile, knowing that they're poisoned. <laughs> oh fuck <laughs> you! <laughs> Enif gives Kiernunas the most deadliest glare they can manage. Oh. Um, and then he uses uh, lay on hands to heal Enif. Please don't kill God, me. I hope that goes better than the <laughs> yeah, last time too. you tried to do this to Enif. Ooh, buddy. Boy, howdy. I just use luck to survive. Please don't kill me That's here. a seven. What is That's uh, fine. Oh, thank lay on God. hands on a seven? 
Uh, so on a seven to nine, I heal the harm or illness, but I take it into myself. Oh, good. Are you were you trying to heal the the venom or uh, the injury? I was probably going to use the try to heal the injury, but that would make me almost dead. Uh, I'm gonna use a luck. Okay, that's and just fair. Heal enough. That's fair. So you just heal the injury straight up. Yep. All right, and you were trying. Let me let me just double check this. Any injury? Yeah. So you you uh Enif, you hear those three harm that you took from the monster, as uh, Canis's hands shine with that same holy glow they do whenever uh he's channeling those energy. Um. Yeah. You you heal up this wound. Um. You you feel in your already pretty battered state yourself, um, as the, the wound starts to try and manifest itself on you, and you just sort of push harder on your divine powers uh, until both the wound that was trying to form on you and the wound that's on Enif just fade away, and even if you do heal for those three harm, um, and you are feeling so much better. The the venom is still in you, unfortunately, so you're you're still very stiff, but you can move, unlike the other two who have been afflicted um can i talk I, yeah you you are basically fine it's just like everything's super stiff so it's hard to do anything with any precision got it um i i think at this point the timelines match up close enough that you hear footsteps running uh down the path here and you look over and you see baron approaching in the light of the fireworks thank you Kernos. yeah fine, of course oh my god what happened um uh Kernunus is not okay. He is unstable. Okay. <laughs> I knew it. You'd both be dead by the time I got here. <laughs> yep. Well, we caught up to the monster, and um, we managed to trap it. And it tried to make a deal with us, but we we refused, and that was obviously the wrong answer. What did it ask? Enif is going to take this time to try and, and heal Kernunus uh, a little bit <laughs> in, in payment for, for, for him healing them. Don't believe Enif's healing can hurt me, right? No, it cannot. No, it can just go wrong. <laughs> That'd be nice. And I do have a plus. Do I still have, no, do I still have negative? You do still have negative two, so I think you end up with a plus two after all your modifiers. That's a three. Y'all. Oh my god. Mark, what does that do? Mark so, experience. <laughs> yeah, Christ. Okay. Level up. <laughs> Baron. Here's yes. what you see. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm ready. You, you run up. Uh, Enif is beat up, but uh, they're obviously not as bad as they were before you arrived, so you don't see just how bad they initially were. And Kernunos is bleeding very heavily from some new wounds. Like He already had a decent wound from his first encounter with the monster, and now he's looking much worse for her. Enif leans in to, to, to use their magic to heal Kernunos. But Enif... Um, you are exhausted. You have used a lot of your magical power tonight. Um, and you're channeling the spell through the venom, through the pain, through the exhaustion, and it just does not connect. And there is a burst of light uh, as as your uh, bracer just loses its hold on the energy and just shoots in the air and sets fire to a nearby tree, like knocking mm. you back and causing you one harm. Uh, and Baron, my... that's what you see. You see Enif lean in and then just essentially shoot a laser at a tree and set it on fire. Is my bracer okay there, or does it, like, break? Uh, it, it is fizzled out. You don't think you're gonna be able to use it until you have the chance to just fix it. Okay. Um, so, basically, you're operating without that implement for your, um... Dang it. Methods, whatever that, that rule is that I can't remember at the moment. Okay. 
Uh, and do I explode as well? No. <laughs> okay. All right. I, I'm. That's I'm gonna good. be. You guys have spent too luck on this. I'm gonna be a little kind, not just kill you. Thank in you. The, in the in the uh, this period. The good news is that all that does means is that your combat magic does one harm less until you fix it. But you currently do not have your foci. Yeah. Okay. Um. But yeah, Baron, you arrive to this bright light, and the fire. The tree is on fire now. Uh, Kernus does not seem any healed whatsoever. And Enif looks a little stunned by what just happened. Good lord, what is happening in here? I, I promise that was not my intention. <laughs> is that fire still, is that, is it like, it's, it's, we're talking wildfire here? No, it's it's gone down to embers. This is, you know, living green wood and, okay. and, and you're not like in a particularly dry region. Uh, it's it's still like glowing in embers, but it's not like, yes, it's not a blaze. Okay, it caught good. fire was... for a few seconds and then kind of died down. Um... Yeah, so what are you doing? <laughs> All right. Uh God, we need we need to get you to some sort of help here. Um hmm. uh, can't exactly take you to a hospital, I suppose. That might be a little suspicious. Um maybe we should just retreat to safety first and kind of figure out what's going on cuz I'm sure the the agency is still out there somewhere looking for us. As you say that, oh no! I, I was just about to say. You hear running footsteps as Isaac comes up, wild-eyed and panicked. Isaac still screaming a little bit. <laughs> They're here. They found us. They did chase us. After all, they're in the park. Oh God, no! Okay. 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 And yeah, Isaac, you come on. What the this. hell happened here? Don't. Well, let's. <laughs> we'll talk about this later. But right now, we need to get. We need to get out of here. Okay. Where's the closest place back? Is Enif's shop nearby? They might know that. Um, who else do we have? Fun fact, you all live across the river. Uh... So where 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 are we now, Chris? Like what what's what's around uh, us? Again, you are like in this little like wooded path that's between two suburbs on the other side of the river from the city. Uh, mm-hmm. From where you are, you can kind of like see the fireworks being launched from the park. Uh, I think I think at this point you you can tell the grand finale is happening. Like there's just fireworks going fucking crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, and in Nuts. the light of the, the the constant fireworks, you can kind of see the skyline of Munsdale City uh, to your your sort of southish. You're sort of here, not too far off a, a main road to your north, okay. uh, which has like the the uh, you know car bridge for the river. So when you, when you say we're in the suburb, are we like in a suburb like like in the like a woody kind of suburb, you know what I mean, where it's like or is it like a like Karen's neighborhood type situation? It's like it's like a kind of wooded neighborhood. uh neighborhood. There's a number of like small wooded areas between each of like the different little suburb neighborhoods. Okay. Uh if 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 you want to imagine like um my parents' place in Aberdeen, where it's got, got like, it. the, the forest behind it. That's yep. sort of what we're talking about. That's actually exactly what I envisioned when you asked me. I was like, yeah, okay. it's it's that sort of area. Um, it's not like the heavy woods, like the other green marks on the map would suggest, but like it's got like a decent little wood between each like developed area in this okay. area. Does it look like there's any houses that are empty? I, I wish I, I that. You, <laughs> The number of times you specifically, Jessica, say things that make me do the, the full, like, blink reaction face is honestly I mean, impressive. Is... Just just in this podcast or on a daily basis? I mean, mostly in the podcast, but, uh... 
Um, tell me. Okay, <laughs> I gotta keep it fresh, Chris. <laughs> no, no. I, I, I will answer your question if you can tell me what kind of signs you're looking for to find a house that's empty. Um, like a. Usually, some empty houses have like a lock on them. You know what I mean? Like one of those locks that's like, um, like for so like one of those padlocks. Padlocks like, those, like uh... a realtor padlock, or they'll have like a for sale sign in front of them, or sometimes they'll like be like foreclosed or whatever like any of those signs that would indicate that there is not somebody in this house you know what this is just such an interesting direction that i'd love to further pursue that yeah uh and if you kind of take a look around um yeah no this is wild enough i'm not gonna make you roll for it you just take a look look around and you eventually do find a home that has a uh realtors for sale sign in front of it and does have a padlock on the door with uh no lights on inside or any cars out front Look, look at that house over there. I think, I think it's empty. Maybe we can hide out in there until the agency leaves. That's breaking and entering. Well, it's either that or they find us. So, and Cronuto's here needs some time to rest. So you make a decision, this or jail. I mean, we could at least get into the woods and hide there. All right, well, let's at least head towards the house, I suppose. All right, you guys make your way over to the house. One complication i will say is there are a few people who are out on their lawns watching the fireworks show the good news is as i said the grand finale was just going over which means that it is just finishing up and many of them are packing up their lawn chairs and heading back inside we just have to be sneaky about it go through the back act like we live here it's fine (laughs) act like we live here it's fine don't mind us two people maybe bleeding out terrible injuries being being pursued by g-men yeah, but you... <laughs> All right, yeah, you guys sort of slink over. I don't think too many people make notice of you. Again, it's, it's you know, it's midnight, so it's pretty dark. Um, and as long as I'm assuming you guys try and be sneaky or avoiding the street lamps that would reveal how heavily wounded some of you are. But yeah, uh, you kind of make your way. You get, you get close enough to the house. What is your next step in this plan? I've already jumped through one window. I don't know if I can do a second. I mean, we could just unlock the door. That's not... We don't have to break through the window. With what, a key? Magic, you guys are tapped out. Um. All right, back up. Uh-oh. <laughs> Bear's <laughs> gonna break, like literally, just break the door down, kind of thing. Or actually, more like, more like, kind of break the handle, so to speak, of the door. Okay. Sure hope there's not an alarm on this house. <laughs> All right. You no, know, that's probably a good question, but here we are. Baron's already doing it, so go ahead and give me that plus yeah. weird roll as you just. We'll say break the padlock off, maybe. <laughs> yeah, yeah, let's do that. Yeah, just like it's well, those those padlocks always have the key, the keys in them. So if you could just shatter that, we have the key to the house. All right, yeah, yeah. that's that sounds like yeah. the best plan. Cool. Uh, go and give me that by clicking your alternative weird move. Eight. Okay, these rolls have not been fantastic except for beating up the monster rolls. Um, yeah, you. That's doing uh, great. What are you uh taking as your consequence? One harm, negative one forward, or need to rest right now. I feel like one harm because this is not just so, this is like this is not a normal thing to just kind of smash and get the padlock off, kind of. Yeah, it's like, fair. I can push my body to limits, but that's gonna hurt. Yeah, you you squeeze like this uh this padlock, and your your hand just sort of like buffs out as you you just squeeze it with immense inhuman strength, uh, and it shatters, and your hand sort of slams it into itself, uh break it like it feels like one of your fingers might have broken um Ugh. and there's just like plastic shrapnel just stuck in your hand now 
Uh, but there's also a key in the, in the center of your palm as it landed from the exploded padlock thing. Uh, and you guys uh, put the key into the lock, open the door, and quickly file into the house, hoping no one notices. Uh, it is fairly dark inside. It is a um, fairly standard two-story suburban home. There's like a, a living room on your left, a kitchen on the right, stairs up to bedrooms. There's a, you're like in a little antechamber. It's, it's still got some uh, furniture in it for, for the showing. But, uh, yeah, it seems to be empty as far as you can tell. Is there any sign of an alarm? Uh, nothing seems to be happening now. Okay. Alright, everyone quick inside. And uh, Enif's gonna, like, make sure that it's not too obvious that somebody's in here and, like, lock the door. <laughs> okay, yeah, you shuffle in and lock the door behind you. Don't turn on any lights. Mm. You all are exhausted. Mm-hmm. In a variety yep. of different yep. ways. Mm-hmm. Um, what are you doing? Are you just like sort of just chilling in there, catching your breath until the the vague menacing popo makes its way um, away from you? Uh, Enif's gonna kind of investigate the house a little bit and see if they can find like any first aid or any hey. of that kind of stuff to help Kronos, since the magic obviously is not the way to go now. All right. Uh, yeah, I think you you look through this house and it does take a decent while um to find anything. But, uh, at, like, the back of the, like, uh, counter underneath the sink in one of the bathrooms, you do find a dusty old uh, first aid kit that looks like it was never opened. Okay. I, I think and, I'm going to use that to try and administer some first aid on Cornudos. And, and also Baron's hand, if that's, uh, if that's allowed. First aid does not normally require a move. It's just regular practice. Uh, hunter moves that provide healing may be used in addition to first aid. You can only benefit from one. Uh, moderate wounds will improve when your hunter has had a chance to rest up or get some first aid treatment. This reduces the injury by one harm. So yeah, it just reduces it by one harm. So you are... Enif bandages you up, uh, Kernanos, but the, the wound is still very much open and uh, bleeding uh, and will get worse if you do anything strenuous before you get proper healing. Can I also heal um, Baron's hand, too? Yeah. Uh, that would actually make me un- stop me from being unstable, because it you would bring me under the threshold. You don't lose unstable until you're actually healed from it. Oh, carry on. Yep. Uh, so yeah, you, you also uh, bandage up Baron's hand, and like that's going to take some time to like properly heal, but now you are free of that harm. Okay. I give, uh, I give, I- I give each of them a sticker. From inside the, the first aid kit. <laughs> well done. Yeah, the, the thing about first aid is it's like, as long as you have tools to do first aid, you can do first aid, and it'll heal one harm, with a trade-off that you can't do first aid again uh, on someone again until they've suffered a new injury to heal. Got it. But yeah, alright, so you, you get everyone bandaged up. Uh, Isaac, now that you are far away from all the many things that are making you panic, you, your breathing is finally starting to slow down. Um... Enif gives Isaac a sticker, too, just to make him feel better. <laughs> but it's of a waterfall, and it just fucking makes it worse. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, my God. Oh, God. Oh, God. <laughs> no, running, right. running. You, you give Isaac a sticker, and it's a nice moment. <laughs> Thank you, Enif. What did happen? Why are you guys so bloodied? We were able to catch the monster, and Kronotus was able to, I think, do some damage. It seemed like it was really hurting him. That, the damage I did should have, that would have killed something lesser, I suppose. And I, I really wasn't pulling any punches. And um, 
it, it wanted to make a deal with us. It would answer our questions if we let it go. And I mean, as much as I wanted some questions answered, I don't know if we could just let it go. And that was the wrong answer to give. Uh, it kept attacking us and eventually Kronunos had to banish it before it killed me. So in essence, we did let it go. It's still out there somewhere and it wants to hurt us still. He kind of sighs and is like, yeah, in essence, yes. We let it go and didn't get any of our questions answered. Well, I guess at least we're okay for right now, but we're going to have to find the monster again at some point. Do we even think we're strong enough to kill it? I mean, Kermunos, you're powerful and whatever you did to it didn't, like you said, it didn't seem to hurt it that much. Are we going to actually be able to, A, find it again, and B, take it down for good? Or maybe if it just wants to go, maybe it just goes. When I asked the monster who who sent it, it just laughed at my face. Like it was, the answer was funny somehow. I, I think... I think finding out the answer to that question is really important. And we might be able to find out that question not from the monster itself. I have a feeling in my gut that this has something to do with the wards. I mean, we did have that encounter in the woods with the genie that answers things, right? Maybe if this is important enough for us to ask, maybe it's something that we should ask it. That's a good idea. We can save that for when we don't have any other avenues i mean what okay but what is our avenue now keep trying to find it and keep getting beat up and letting it go like i this is now the second time that we've tried to kill it and it hasn't worked i maybe this is not the avenue we should i be- i think we should check on the wards and see if there's anything happening over there this monster i want to know how this monster got through if if it got through broke through if someone let it through deliberately we can check that there might be some sabotage up there and if there is you know maybe we can ask ranger tom if there's something if somebody's slinking around okay and if that that doesn't work then we can ask the fire thing we also just need i mean it seemed like it was much more weak obviously when the last time we fought it um because of the light i don't i don't think fighting it in the dark in the middle of the park you know that may that may have had it stronger than normal yeah, it probably wasn't my best idea to get into a fist fight in the park at night. <laughs> we uh, we both weren't so. exactly thinking. That's a good idea, too. We we should probably equip ourselves with, you know, some flashlights or something. Something to help illuminate or weaken the monster if we encounter it again. Oh, man. I just have a really cool idea. Okay. <laughs> we just all gotta get flare guns. <laughs> mm. Ooh. That is a cool idea. That is a pretty cool idea. Yeah, makes for a badass yeah. scene. Um, yeah, you guys uh, kind of hole up in there for a while uh, and kind of keep a glance out the window as safely as you can pull it. And you do eventually uh, see those two uh, agents that Isaac had seen who had spotted him going to a few of the doors and asking questions. And you see a lot of the people kind of give shrugs because you guys were careful and didn't let anyone spot you as you snuck into this house. And obviously, since this house is supposed to be for sale, they never come to it, and they eventually leave the neighborhood. It looks like we're in the clear for now. Mm-hmm. I don't know. 
I don't know if it'll be safe to go back to my shop. They might be staking that place out. Why are they trying to catch us? What? What's changed? I don't know. That's a good question. I mean, we did kind of cancel the entire event that they rescheduled just for the full purpose of catching the monster. Maybe they're not too happy about that. My question is, too, is we wanted to cancel the event to avoid human casualties. Why would they want to keep holding the event if they know that there's going to be human casualties? Maybe the monster is more important to them. Maybe they don't care about people after all. Maybe they don't care who gets hurt or what happens. All they want is, I guess, to catch the creature. That did kind of sound like the gist of what Franks was talking about when I called him. Hmm. Was that they were trying to avoid canceling the event and hoping that, you know, it could just be dealt with and be done for good, I guess. We'd have the monster or have dealt with the monster. They have more resources than we do. They know more about this thing than we do, and yet they sent us in there to deal with it ourselves while they sat out in the parking lot, and then they chased us down when we left. Maybe they're not interested in catching the monster. Do you think they're trying to catch us? I don't know, but... They know where we are, though. It's not like they have to, you know... They know our locations. They know, you know, where we live. It's not like we have to really... They would have to try really hard to catch us. Mm. It seems odd that they would go through all of this trouble for just that. But there's definitely something weird going on. It almost feels like they just see us as disposable weapons at this point. Yeah, and judging by the fact that they were chasing us down and trying to catch us afterwards for whatever reason. Maybe it was just to talk and maybe it wasn't. I, I I don't have a good feeling about that either. I think... I think, like you said, you're right. We we probably shouldn't go back to your shop. As crazy as it is, it seems like it might be best just to go straight from here to the woods where Ranger Thomas. I mean, at least that place has from what I remember it, a store. We can always change out of these ridiculous outfits, find something new to wear there, um, and regroup there as well. Chris, are, are, there is no furniture in here, I assume? There is. It's, like, it's, it's set up to be, like, for showings. But, like, if I throw open the cabinet, or if I throw open the... Uh... Wardrobe. There's not going to be, be clothes or okay. food or anything like that. The The only reason there was a first aid kit was it was, was forgotten. Yeah. All right, so was your plan to, to go straight for a camp? I think that's our best bet, but I'll put it up to a vote. I'm going to need to take a moment. <laughs> right. Yeah, maybe we take the night to rest here. Um, If we don't feel like it's safe for us all just to sleep. I mean, Baron and I at least aren't half dying maybe <laughs> maybe we could stay up and, and take shifts watching or something and then in the morning maybe we can call ranger tom and have him come pick us up that seems like a good idea but does doesn't ranger tom not have a cell phone um i think you're right did we get somebody else's phone was it sal maybe that we have the phone number for oh yeah i, I could i could give him a call at least yeah 
Um, but do we trust Sal enough to come pick us up or to even know what's going on? I mean, we would have to have him give Ranger Tom the phone. I think Sal would probably understand what's going on. Um, and hopefully help us. Well, Here's a question, because I, I just realized I don't think we've established this. Has Baron revealed that Sal is a werewolf to the rest of the party? Yeah, that's what I'm trying to get at. I don't I, think the rest of the party no, knows that Sal is anything but an ordinary we shopkeeper. Just assume, he, we Oops. just know that he was really nice when we were there. Yeah, but we don't know that he's, like, in the inner circle. Nice man that smells I think only like Baron dirt. knows that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> loves his little store. Um, yeah, I guess I guess I... I guess I haven't, really. Because <laughs> um, I had just been meeting with him. So, uh, okay, yeah, I mean, that, Baron will basically say, yeah, I think I think he'll know what's going on without um, <laughs> without having to explain too much. Um, he's kind of like I am, in a way, I guess, if that makes any sense. Some an amnesiac? He's a carpenter? <laughs> 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 oh my god. You all are terrible. All good answers. <laughs> no, he can like transform into something else and was previously maybe involved with like the monsters in the same way that I that I am. Oh. oh. But have have you spoken to him? Is he is he on our side or He's on his own side, honestly, just kind of keeping to himself trying to stay out of things but well i mean uh, if he's not purposely causing trouble then that's fine <laughs> oh yeah no definitely not definitely not causing trouble i'm um, just trying to stay under wraps i guess huh i mean i guess it makes you think if how many people in this town are secretly monsters everybody I mean, even you you know what <laughs> you just didn't oh, know it the whole time <laughs> You were the monster the whole time. Monsters in my monster. <laughs> it's more likely than you think. <laughs> All right. So is uh, Baron planning on calling Sal now or in the morning? I mean, you it's know, like like one a.m. at this point. I'm sure. So <laughs> it is. Yeah. I don't know. I'm worried that like everybody's kind of un- or like at least Kernunis is unstable. I oh, am. Yeah. And with time, that will probably get worse. It will. If I if oh. I can chill, it won't get worse. Yeah. Okay. 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 I was wondering if we just like yeah, if you rest, it will get better, basically, kind of thing. It'll get better. It won't restabilize, it won't, like, but like it'll yeah. it'll chill. Okay. Well, yeah. <laughs> let's... Chris, I do want to ask as well. Can I use lay on hands on myself? And what happens if I take my illness <laughs> and damage back into myself? I don't know if you want to well, risk that. That's a cyclical motion. <laughs> Let's see what we got here. Lay on hands. You could accidentally double it? Yeah, that's what I was I can, thinking. I can make it worse, but a mixed success, hypothetically speaking, would just do nothing. Yeah, I guess so, yeah. It does just say you can heal any. your touch can heal any injury or disease when you lay your hands on, on someone hurt, and you're technically someone hurt. Um, it's just that like you'd have to roll a 10 up for it to do anything. <laughs> And if I fail, if you fail, I do extra harm. Yeah, don't risk it. Mm. <laughs> we have, we have, we have a plan. Please no. <laughs> all right. Just so is Baron waiting till the morning to to call Sal then? Yeah, because we're all kind of exhausted, and honestly, it's late. Anyhow. All right. Yeah. Okay. I'm just gonna go and move this along. You guys all find places uh, where you can settle on, um, put down. Uh, 
some bandages underneath Karenina so he doesn't bleed on the floor, all that good stuff, uh, and sort of take it in shifts to make sure that nothing's going to happen in the to rest. And you all get enough time to rest that, um, we'll, we'll just say you all heal to harm from, from the rest. Aw, thanks, Chris. Because rest does heal wounds of one to three harm. That's not just me being nice, that is actually the rules. Um, so but I'm heal- still unstable. You're still unstable, because, like, you, you probably need stitches. Um, you, you you need he- mag- proper magical healing or, like, actual medical attention. <laughs> you are hurt. Um, but, yeah, you, you do get to harm back, and the, the morning dawns, uh, and you guys begin to to plan your next step. Uh, is Baron calling Sal at this point? Yep. Yeah. All right. Uh, yeah, you dial Sal. The phone rings a couple of times for on the other line. You hear, like, oh, hey, Baron, what's, uh, how's it hanging? Oh, you know... <laughs> really bad <laughs> uh, uh it, it could be better um look i was wondering if you could uh do me and my friends a favor a favor you ask well uh that depends on how much you need what what's what's going on my friend um we're in a bit of a pickle but we mainly just need someone to come pick us up oh you just need a ride okay i can get the uh the the, the camp van up and running come down and get you where, where y'all at um i'll um i'll send you the address we're, we're closer into the into the city uh, right now all right i'll uh i'll give you get, hit you up with a eta once i get going uh and i guess i'll see y'all in a bit okay thanks i'll appreciate it bye and i he hangs up and you text him the address and it's probably gonna take him about half an hour to get there I was going to say, do we know what the address is? And then I realized we could probably just look at any of the realtor packets that I'm sure exist all over this house. Yeah, there, yeah. there's ways you can get the address for this we should, place. We should, take one, we should take one in case we ever need another place to hide. Just have yeah. a list of all the, the empty houses in town. Absolutely. <laughs> 3605 Lakeside Drive. Wow. Next, time, next time we drive past there and it's sold, we're like, damn! Can we Our hiding spot is gone. One less <laughs> safe house. <laughs> Enif leaves a nice review that says good place to hang out for the night. <laughs> good place to duck the cops. A, 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 oh a Yelp God. review for uh, on this house for sale. <laughs> Alright, you guys just sort of chilling and 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 resting until Sal gets there? Mm-hmm. Uh, Alright, yeah. After about that 30 minutes, maybe a little bit more, uh, you hear the rumble of the big uh, camp van coming up. Um, and it sort of parks in front of the house, and uh, Baron, I guess, you, you look out the window, and you see Sal kind of looking confusedly at the for sale sign, sort of yeah. scratching his head, and, uh, <laughs> like, he pulls out his phone, and, and, and he's, like, like puts on some glasses and is, like, checking his phone. Um, yeah, I'll probably, like, just, like, open up the front door, I guess, essentially, and just kind of, like, wave, and then, like, hold up, like, one finger, like, three, one second. He, he looks at you very surprised and extremely confused and sort of gives you a very, like, head-tilt confused look, but thumbs up. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, I'll go back inside and be like, all right, uh, Sal's here, let's, let's go, I guess? I don't know how the best place to leave, best way to leave this place would be, but... Well, let's just make, yeah, I'm sure we can kind of straighten up a little bit to make sure it doesn't look like anybody was obviously here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, yeah. you, you straighten everything up and, and do your best to hide what wounds you can. 
take a take a look around and just make sure that like no one's watching as you leave the house. Uh, and as far as you can tell, managed to slip out. It's still decently early. We'll say like seven in the morning. Uh, and you guys make your way quickly into the van. Uh, and as you get in, Sal just goes, what? What? Oh, you're bleeding real bad. Yes, thank you. <laughs> oh, boy. You need me to, like, take you to a hospital? Is that where we're going? Uh, no, not exactly. Can you, can you uh, take us to the camp, Sal? Uh, sure. That's, uh, yeah. I can head, are you sure you don't need me? That, that looks bad. Um. Yep, it's bad. I mean, okay. Well, we we can uh, we can handle it ourselves. We don't necessarily need to go to the hospital for that. I mean, we we could at least stop at a Munsdale version of Walgreens <laughs> or something, <laughs> right? Just drop me off at the urgent care down the street and <laughs> just Aunt, literally don't stop the car. Just push him out as soon as we get there. Aunt, we can stop by like a, a pharmacist and get some some painkillers for you at least. Aunt, we'll, we'll do that uh, uh, real quick. Uh, actually, no. You know what? I, I don't think I did sell out on first aid kits. Like, I, we got some stuff at the shop. We'll grab you stuff there. Uh, away we go, I guess. Uh, yeah, and the, the, the car, uh, the van lurches forward. Just moving. He goes, any of y'all want to tell me why you were in a vacant home? We had some uh, some unwelcome followers. And this seemed like the best place to, to hide out until they left us alone. Sal looks a little worried about that and just goes, all right, as long as I'm not going to get implicated in no crimes, uh, we'll get y'all into the camp and y'all can uh, bleed more, I guess. <laughs> and Sal begins uh, driving down the road, so I'm getting back to the main road to head to the camp. And he, he keeps looking back at Ukraninos and, like, repeatedly just keeps going, You sure? No hospital? Ukraninos <laughs> just keeps nodding. 